Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all the common sense measures and opportunities that we talk about on the show. But he's got his box funnels in and he's ready to channel Mr. Tucker Carlson and all the rest of the crew. Can you move your MSNBC funnel? I'm having trouble getting past it with my Fox funnel. That is my CNN funnel. I'll have you know I got a new one. I'm sorry. It's fun to watch CNN and MSNBC. Every day, the stories are, the Republican Party is doomed. <laughs> it's, it's going downhill. Who would have believed they could have become such cretins and miscreants? <laughs> it's miscreants. You have to say miscreants. You have to say all the letters. You can't smush all the miscreants. letters together. I can, I can smush whatever I want to. You're smushing Who's going to stop me? You going to stop me? <laughs> you want a piece of me this morning? Nobody can stop you. <laughs> You're unstoppable. Oh, I'm stoppable. Uh, all right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It is WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark i'm mark lawrence mr joe is directly you just did that did i yes you okay. did <laughs> welcome back your short-term memory as lapse is becoming alarming really it is Joe McGranahan is directly di- opposed to me. Right? <laughs> well, that's true. He is diametrically opposed to, to me on almost every common sense measure that we have to say. So uh, he is in charge of uh, global uh, or Pennsylvania volcanic response. So we appreciate him taking good care of us in that regard. He's also the head of the state judiciary. So he no, helps vet all state the people judiciary. that are running for office. You know, if you're going to get this stuff straight, it would be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) He is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. That's part correct. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing from the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters. And that's a bunch of old white guys that are helping to regulate. uh, I beg your pardon. Broadcasting in Pennsylvania is quite diverse and has been for a number of years. Is it? It is. Okay. Especially on this show. All right. Welcome on board. Uh, women encouraged to call in. <laughs> right. 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone. The show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at uh, sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line again, 1-800-795-9565. we got a nearly open phones day. Uh, we have an email. We have a couple of two, three emails pending from yesterday, so we can read those on the market, wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Don't make it more than 140 characters. Because it, our program will cut it off at right. that point, and we're not very good at estimating what it is you may have said in the final words. Although we can speculate. <laughs> we so. can speculate, but sometimes our speculation will be way off. If you're saying that Mark Lawrence is a buffoon, at the end of it, I'm assuming it'll get cut off, but I'm assuming you put the word not. All they have to do is type in MLB. I'll know that's Mark Lawrence buffoon. <laughs> MLB, that's my lovely bride. And Major League Baseball. Oh, well, that's true. You. Yes, yeah, I was probably the biggies <laughs> in Major League Baseball. But, but with uh, Mark and baseball, it's always a strikeout. Stan, I turned your mic on, but I kept on yakking. Sorry about that. You're on no the mark. Problem. Uh, I heard a clip this morning on the news. I know about what it Mr. is. 
Miss Harris. I know what it you is. Know, she's down in she's down in Guatemala or Honduras, wherever she's at. Down there, telling telling the people down there to stay home, not to come because they will be turned away at the border, and we will follow you know enforce our immigration laws. Since when? <laughs> well, I, I thought you were going to call attention to one of her clips, and it has to be a mistake, and I could not find it yesterday. She says, do not come to the U.S.-Mexico border. It is closed, I think. <laughs> she said, I think. <laughs> I think, oh. <laughs> and I don't know if that was like the first two words of another sentence she was going to say, or like she was concerned that... Well, uh, punctuation matters. Was there a period after well, <laughs> that? <laughs> but I went back, and I looked on our skimmer, and I could not find it. It was either on the CBS or on America's First News, which incidentally is the greatest show on radio. It and, is. And the, I could not find it, but she actually said this, and I heard it with my own ears, the U.S.-Mexico border is closed, I think. <laughs> so we have I a, missed that one. <laughs> we have a great audio editing program. If there was a gap there, we could close that gap up to have her say, the U.S. border is closed, I think. <laughs> well, it, it, there's no way around it. I mean, it's just uh, there it was some... Uh, uh, what do you say? Qualifier. I was more fascinated by the fact she was passing out faceless cookies to the media on her airplane flight down there. It was a picture of her, but with no face. In other words, it has her hair, mm -hmm. but the, where the face is, it's just empty. There's no nose, no eyes, no mouth, no ears. Little artistic liberty there. <laughs> passing out cookies. So uh, pandering to the press. Well, Isn't what's what's also interesting is uh, Olivia Ocasio Cortez called her comments about the border. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here's... Well, she has a lot to say. Did you hear... I don't know. You may have that uh, Matt Walsh is a conservative commentator on, I think, the Blaze Network. But, uh, you know, uh, AOC was whining and moaning about the condition of her home that her grandmother in Puerto Rico lived in. But she was blaming Trump for it because of the hurricane and all that. You know, that was, of course, Trump's fault. That she wasn't getting the relief that she needed or help, and that's been how many years? Three. Mm, at least, sure. And, uh, yeah. So you know, basically, what Matt Walsh says is, well, come on, you're you're making hundred some, hundred seventy some thousand dollars a year. You bought a new Tesla, have two apartments, but you can't help your grandmother, family member, and you expect the government to do it for you. So, what did he do? He started a GoFundMe. <laughs> And they were working on $100,000. And uh, I, I don't know what the Spanish word is for grandmother. It's abula or something like that. That's hmm. what she was calling in her comment. Okay. But you, you know what? You know what they did? They refused the money. Yeah. They, oh, okay. they, they would rather make a political point to take the money to help her grandmother, since obviously she can't afford it. Well, her grandmother, or she was complaining about President Trump, of course, and, and accepting the money would give her no platform to complain about President Trump and his alleged withholding of money from Puerto Rico disaster relief. Right. And supposedly her grandmother, they had photographs in the, uh, in the one, one story I saw of her grandmother's home where apparently they were using buckets to catch rainwater coming through the roof. Right, I've seen that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought it was a little unusual, but you know, let's face it, he did that as a political, a political message. Um, of course and, he did. And so they, and, and, they're accept refusing. It's also political. So here we go. We're taking well, somebody's well, grandmother and making started, a politics. She started it as a political statement instead of just going down with her family and helping her grandmother out, mm -hmm. which is what you know normal human <laughs> beings do with family members. They help them out. 
Yeah, but not when they're in politics and they need to make a political point. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, so she wants to say, oh, you know, it's all Trump's fault, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, she gets she's offered help. You know, yeah. she's saying evil conservatives are always, you know, being evil. But they offer help to help her grandmother. They have nothing... Well, you, you know, know I, I can I can get what they're saying about humanitarian relief, but on the other hand, I understand the president's President Trump's administration's reluctance to pour more money into a bankrupt system that is rife with corruption, and Puerto Rico is that. You know, saying we're going to make Puerto Rico another state in this country uh, until they clean up their act would be absolutely ridiculous to me. I mean, they they just have not shown that they are responsible. Now, the people in Puerto Rico are great; no problem with them, but their leadership has been very corrupt over the past few years, actually the past right. hundred years. I mean, after that hurricane, they, there was photographic evidence that they had warehouses full of materials right. sent, you know, food, water, whatever, sent to Puerto Rico to help the people, and they didn't get it distributed. Right. So, you know, that's... You know, that's called corruption in government, but we're supposed to be okay with that, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, still, you don't want the people to suffer. At least I don't. And if there was aid available, it should have been delivered. Mm -hmm. If the government didn't deliver it in Puerto Rico, then that's on them. It's not on us. That's right. So, you know, but, but you know, it's all Trump's fault. Always remember that. When when all else fails, go back to the, it's all Trump's fault. That's what, that's and how so, that thinks. So ATF no longer will mean alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It'll mean always Trump's fault. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good analogy. I like that. And, We're going to need that because right now, well, the ATF's a whole other story that we won't get into. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's another. T Did you go down to the gun rally yesterday? No, I had to work. Okay. Well, you know, I, saw, I was working. <laughs> you're a working class dog, I know. I yeah. saw uh, AP ran a, a great array of photographs. Now, most of the photographs are just normal people down there. There were some that were armed, but most were not, and they just looked like normal people. But they made sure that they emphasized they took close up pictures of the guys that were all tricked out and, you know, sort of like tactical looking gear with extra clips and an AR and a, and a pistol on their shoulder or on their leg. And so they made the, the, those. They got close-ups, so you could see all the different and, things they were carrying. And, and guess what happened? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got shot. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> and they probably cleaned the place up after themselves when they left. Oh, did they? Well, if I were going to ever cause trouble at a rally, I wouldn't pick the annual gun rally. <laughs> that would be... Yeah, because for, for everyone that you saw... There was probably a few there carrying concealed that you didn't see. What do you think about this idea of concealed without a permit, without the concealed per carry? I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, me neither. Because, because if a person is buying a gun, that means they have gone through a background check, which is the same background check you get when you go to get a concealed carry permit. And well, so if they can buy the gun, they should be able to carry the gun. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it, it doesn't bother me at all. I, of course, I still push whenever I can the cockamamie idea of mandatory open carry, which that's obviously just an extreme point. But honestly, Mark, our, our society would be much safer if everybody did that. What? Mark, that's not a cockamamie idea. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Mandatory? In, in, what, what's the town in Georgia that mandates that every oh. home has a firearm in it? Right, yeah, where there's no, there's zero burglary rate. <laughs> very low. I, mean, no, I don't know if it's zero, but it's very low because every burglar or low life that wants to go in the house 
knows that on the other side of that door there may be somebody with a gun that's ready to blow them back out the door. Right. Right. Yeah, the, so, uh, the, uh, you guys are just painting such a lovely picture of what life would be like in the NRA's. Well, <laughs> you know. I, oh, NRA no, utopia. Go, go, go. <laughs> if somebody's coming in your house on welcome and, you know, and they're to do you harm, there's only one recourse for that when you it happens. Call the and police. Take the guy out. Right, and the, one of the pictures, this is, was posted, in, I forget the name of that town also, but they showed the police had tips for people how to protect themselves from burglaries, and one of them and showed the installing like a, a double lock, like a normal person would have. Another one was they showed an ADT alarm system, so, you know, that's one of the alarm systems you can buy. There's a lot more of them now. But the other one was showed somebody inside the home in a, a, a perfect uh, two-leg sturdy stance holding a, 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 well, um, a handgun pointed at the front door. I prefer a hungry pit bull. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, they, they didn't show dogs, but that we certainly yeah. know that they're pretty good burglar alarms. Pit bulls can bite, but they can't shoot back. So <laughs> if, it's, if the low life coming through the door shoots the dog, then what do you got, Joe? You got a dead pit bull, and you're still getting attacked by the person coming through the door. But fortunately, that doesn't happen all that frequently in our area. I mean, let's face it, we're not in Chicago. So that, and that's a good the thing. level of security, <laughs> the level of security that I need in Shemokin Dam, and the level of security I would need in Chicago or Philadelphia are entirely different. And, and I agree, I agree with you on that, okay. Joe. And I hope it stays that way. I really do, because I, I really, I have no desire to have to take care of business if somebody's coming through my door unwelcome and meaning to do me or my family harm. I really do. I, I, I don't want that to happen. No, I don't First think anybody all, there's does. a mess to clean up, and then there's a lot of paperwork, <laughs> and I don't want any of it. Oh, what's that that famous cleaning service where you always see them at fire scenes and so on? We'll have right. to we'll have to call them. I don't Surf, know, but the, yeah, Surf Pro. Right, 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 right. The right. bucket list, or not the bucket list, but the blacklist. Uh, the show on CBS on Friday nights had a cleaner who worked for Red <laughs> Reddington. She came in and she had, came with suitcases and she cleaned up the mess. The goal would be to not right. need a cleaner of any kind. That would be <laughs> deterrent. <laughs> deterrent is what we're trying to do here. Well. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, Stan. Thanks Thank you, for Stan. calling in. Take Thanks care. So Have a good one. I appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. We'll take a break. Uh, we are talking a little bit about the gun rally yesterday. A couple of two, three hundred uh, folks well, there. We started talking about the, the border and Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris's trip to the south. Right. The U.S.-Mexico border is closed. But she hasn't been there, so I, I don't know how she can make that assertion. Well, that's why she says, I think. <laughs> I've heard it's closed, but I'm not sure. It might be closed. I don't think well, she, no, could, it's she open. could. No, she could find it with both hands and a flashlight. She's well, never she been there. Wa- well, where she was, she just walked north and <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners, we talked about MLB, stands for Major League Baseball, My Lovely Bride, and uh, something about Trump, right? Right. Uh, always blame Trump or something no, like no. that. No, no. I said Mark Lawrence buffoon. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's, oh, that's right. And uh, one of our listeners. ATF was always uh, Trump's always, uh, always Trump's fault. Right? All right. And one of our listeners sends us a note, says, what do you get if you spell MLB backwards? BLM. Right. <laughs> All right. One, 
1-800-795-9565. We'll take a quickie break. We'd love to talk to you. We have a U.S. Senate report came out this morning. They released it at 6 a.m. just in time for us to chit-chat about that, talking about how the National Guard was delayed for hours on January 6th, uh, not because of no one willing to give the order, but because of a lack of communication, unclear leadership, and all this while the tourists were beating the heck out of the Capitol Police. So, so is that Trump's fault? Always ATF. <laughs> well, no, no. This is a system that was in place long before he took office, and it still has at the at the top of the pecking order. They're not the president, but Nancy Pelosi. But this doesn't actually go that high up the pecking order. It kind of describes the chaos on the ground and with the immediate leadership and uh, doesn't look at Nancy Pelosi or President Trump's uh, culpability, if any. 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. we got nearly open phones. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. So, you know, the Tribune News Service is at it again. You know, there's been a reboot of Friends, a reunion of the sure. Friends. Great TV show. It was a very funny show back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was part of that must-see TV on Thursday nights on uh, NBC. Friends and Frasier and what else? Uh, Cheers. No, um, Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Mm, okay. I don't think Frasier was on Thursday night. I think there was another that was on Tuesday, if my memory serves me. Am I right, Rob? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. It was, uh, was Family Ties on at that time? Uh, that may have that been. That might have been yeah, part of that, the uh, other one. Yeah, must see TV. But fans of the beloved sitcom Friends who have been clamoring for a cast reunion for years are dancing in the streets in their living rooms because Ross, Rachel, Monica, Chandler, Joey, and Phoebe are finally back together at HBO Max's Friends The Reunion. But it's not a moment of celebration for everyone. Although legions of Friends devotees are ecstatic right now, there are plenty of others who might instead subtitle The Reunion, The One Where where they ignored diversity again. At a time when television's landscape is becoming increasingly diverse and inclusive, it's uncomfortable, if not outright inappropriate, this is the Tribune News Service, to raise a glass to a sitcom that was so blind to the multiculturalism of the world when it took place. It's a a conversation that was already happening when the series, which premiered in 1994, marked its 25th anniversary in 2019, which makes the failure to confront the subject head-on in the long-delayed special appearing a year after the 
murder of George Floyd sparked massive protests against police brutality and amid the ongoing conversation about race relations and white supremacy in this country, all the more glaring. There's little question about the enduring love for friends in popular culture and affection that is well-deserved. Uh, it says, but the series also consistently has been criticized for all but ignoring people of color during its 10-season run. It's also been called out for being homophobic and transphobic. Astute observers wondered how a contemporary series set amid the diversity of New York City could be so glaringly near completely white. Besides a few background performers seen here and there in the Central Perk coffee shop where the gang hung out, non-white characters on Friends were few and far between. Hmm. You know, so let's say that's correct. You know, is it wrong? There are great black programs. The cast of uh, one of my favorite shows is The Equalizer, the reboot of The Equalizer on Sunday night with Queen Latifah. Mm -hmm. uh, most of her associates, there's one white associate, uh, but most of the people in there are black. Most of the people she helps are black. I've got no problem with that. I have no problem with a group of white people being friends in a cafe in New York City uh, because that's just who their friends are. You know, does it, are we coming to the point now where I have seven white friends and I must have one black friend and one Hispanic friend and one uh, Asian friend uh, so that we are completing the diversity? Well, I think if you're producing a sitcom and you're writing it from scratch, it wouldn't hurt to have a more diverse uh, panel. But by the time, you know, that probably became an emphasis, the show was already wildly popular with the particular actors that it had. Of course, they should be happy it's half women. So you know, that much is good. It's not just a group of guys in New York City. So that much is there. Did they ever well, interact with anybody who was black or Yeah, there were some black people on the show. Well, there was actually an inter interracial relationship. Right. Ross dated uh, an African-American woman for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Played by uh, Aisha Tyler, who's very uh, funny. I couldn't remember who, who that was, but I do recall that. But, you know, Seinfeld wasn't diverse, and that also took place in New York City. <laughs> but it's not being rebooted, so we don't have an opportunity <laughs> to criticize them again. Well, you know, and it's every, we become so touchy about everything. I don't have a problem with black-themed shows. There's one called Blackish on television. It's a comedy. Mm -hmm. I think, is that the one with Anthony Anderson? He's one of my favorite actors. He was great on Law and & Order. Uh, and it's, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, if, if they want to write a story about a group of black people who are friends or have something in common, that's fine with me. Same as if they do white people or same as they do Asian people. Why do we have to have everything we do reflect cultural diversity? <laughs> what if some things aren't diverse? In what way are our entertainment programs to be reflective of the actual society, you know, would be one follow-up question. If you have well, let's blacks have in your community and, you know, the minority level is X percent in a town or uh, members of the LGBTQ community are X percent in, you know, percent in a town, should not an ensemble of actors and actresses portraying people in that town reflect that? Is that not a possibility? Would well, that not be a good idea? Let's take it away from acting. Let's say it's just this town and you and your friends. Do you make it a point every day to interact with, because there are LGBTQ people here, <laughs> do you interact with them every day? Do you interact with black people? Do you interact with Hispanic people? It's your obligation, you know. Honey, we have to, if we have over 30 people at our picnic this weekend, we must have two so blacks, two three Hispanics, Hispanics, and four and, gays. Oh. Well, or not necessarily gays. It could be LGBTQ+. Well, yeah, any, anybody. But I mean, I, I don't that. see any harm in okay. that. And they, they have 
have a pride celebration. Does that mean they have to include straight people? <laughs> well, I think what happens is you get people that are sensitive to this issue that say, okay, here's an opportunity. The reboot of the show, I guess it's on HBO Max, is an opportunity to redo this. So uh, let's take advantage of that opportunity. Let's make sure that since the first uh, casting of the program was primarily white and most of the interactions were primarily white, let's add in a character who's but black in, it's a in, reunion in the pro- reboot. Yeah, it, was, reunion. It, was, it was not a reboot of the show. It was, it was just a, a chance for the original cast to get together again and talk oh, about just, the show when they were filming it. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. not they weren't acting again. They were just reunioning exactly. again. Exactly. Right. Okay. Gotcha. But, you know, so what do they do? Drag in people who play peripheral characters in the uh, original series? Uh, I just think we're, we're getting to the point now where, where if we're not all-inclusive, we are racist. But that isn't necessarily the case. You know, can't there be a story just about a group of people who are a group of people, whether they're white, black, green, yellow, whatever their color is, the story's about them. Well, I think one way to look at it is we are racist, and the way that we do shows reflects that, and that's what I think these folks are So how do you out. think All in the Family would survive today? <laughs> I don't think you could do that today. Cause Why not? I think he was too blatantly <laughs> racist. I, I think that folks would say that's too in your face, you know, when we're trying to work on these subtle, uh, well, not so subtle, but obvious prejudices and so on. I think people may say, well, that's too obvious, or, or we're not that way anymore. You know, that would be a glimpse of the way we but were. But we weren't that way. That was Archie Bunker's way. Well, but I think he was. And look at the sh- look at the show. Some opinions. Look at the way they worked out the way the way Norman Lear worked it. He, they brought in black actors who often got the quite often got the best of Archie. Mm-hmm. And Archie was far from the hero of the show. He was more often the goat, mm-hmm. and that does not stand for greatest of all time. <laughs> I mean, right. he he just would get his hat handed to him most of the time by Meathead, his son-in-law or his daughter. And even Edith would come down on him from time to time. Oh, Archie, you got that all wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't do a very good Gene Stapleton, however. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, we will invite folks to weigh in on this, uh, if you wish, during the 9 a.m. hours. We have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. We talked a little bit about uh, the gun rally yesterday. We have a U.S. Senate report came out this morning, bipartisan, but just looking at the chaos on the ground, not so much the highest elements of leadership in the chaos on January. January 6th when uh, tourists uh, tried to kill the vice president so we can talk about that and uh, we would love to hear from you on another topic if you so choose. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time it is 9 a.m. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, host of the show. Mr. Joe McGranahan is our great co-host. He is a Hall of Fame broadcaster, Mayor of Shimoka Dam, and just a super uh, conservative around here, natural-born listener, but he dismisses outright anything that doesn't agree with his politics, so you're welcome to call our show. Or more simplistically, anything you say. Why? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, why put it through any sort of a discretionary process? Just, right. ah, Mark said it must be wrong. Well, it's like anything President Trump said after a while. Oh, that's not true. 1-800-795-9565 on the Mark Sponsor with the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236, including your text, the key word or the key letters, OTM, and that's how it gets channeled to us. In the news, the number of pandemic-related COVID-19 cases in Pennsylvania is still going down. We'll start out with hospitalizations. They're now below 800 statewide. Locally, just 27 individuals on board at Geisinger Danville with COVID-19 and just three at Evan. Number of vaccinations way up, 57.7% of the state's population, 18 years of age and older, has had a COVID-19 vaccination and are fully vaccinated. There were 1,100 new cases of COVID-19 statewide, and that includes 20 new cases that uh, popped up lately. Anyone affected by COVID-19 in any way can join a support group currently being offered by Geisinger. Whether you've had the disease or not, Geisinger psychologist Dr. Aaron Hall says it's been beneficial for everyone. People were so isolated that even for people who had COVID-19, there's such variation in the recovery that people had, the experiences that people had when they were sick, that they just don't realize that other people have been through something very similar. The group meets virtually Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Each session lasts about 50 minutes. Anyone can join or withdraw at any time. Uh, we have the link to sign up at WKOK.com. Uh, one of the then-President Donald Trump's last big rallies before the coronavirus pandemic was at the BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida in November of 2019. He's coming back there uh, just two years later. The former president is teaming up with former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly for a series of four conversations in December. Now, remember, Bill O'Reilly's uh, forte is history. The first day to public relations firm announced Monday is December 11th at the Sunrise Arena. Like all big arena shows, tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. O'Reilly's written several popular books about historical events and with event planners describing him as a historian journalist. He was once one of Fox's top stars. Of course, sexual harassment allegations against him. The Me Too movement did him in. But President Trump, who's denied pre-presidential sexual harassment allegations ever made against him, defended O'Reilly at the time, saying, I don't think uh, Bill did anything wrong. Anyway, they're going to do a uh, uh, tour together. So, Bill O'Reilly. Back in Pennsylvania, let's see, a prominent Pennsylvania House Republican is calling for a forensic audit of the state's 2020 election after returning from Arizona, Rob uh, Kaufman of Franklin County chairs the House Judiciary Committee. He was in Arizona last week to observe the state's audit by an outside group called Cyber Ninja. He says he was impressed by the process, and Pennsylvania should do the same, do a forensic audit of its election last year. And in case you didn't hear, get the message, Guatemala. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek. Do not come. Do not come. 
There you have it, Kamala Harris, after uh, saying she wasn't going to Central America, <laughs> went, although I think the original question to which she laughed and said she wasn't going was, was she going to the U.S.-Mexico border, and she is not going there. one 800 our open phone. we got nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. We talked about guns. We talked about the friends of family being very white. We talked about the January 6th insurrection uh, at the Capitol, if you want to call it an insurrection or riot, or just a normal tourist visit, either way. Uh, State, check that, U.S. Senate report today recounts how the National Guard was delayed for hours January 6th as officials in multiple agencies took bureaucratic steps to release the troops. It called, uh, it details hours of calls between officials in the Pentagon while Capitol Police were overwhelmed by the tourists. Uh, The story calls them rioters, but we know Why do we call them aggressive tourists? Uh, I just call them tourists. <laughs> Normal tourists is what the Republicans call them. Right. During the attack, the report says Capitol Police were heavily compromised by multiple failures, bad intelligence, poor planning, faulty equipment, and a lack of leadership. They were easily overrun by the violent tour. The violent tour just the tourists. Skip the violent part. The committee's interviews with police officers detail one. One officer told them that it was absolutely brutal abuse from Mr. Trump's, oh, I'm sorry, the tourists as they ran over them and broke into the building. They described hearing racial slurs and seeing Nazi salutes. One officer trying to evacuate the Senate said he had stopped several men in full tactical gear who said, you better get out of our way, boy, or we'll go through you to get the senators. <laughs> I don't, usually tourists don't behave that way, but these are Republican tourists, so these are a little more Oh, you're yeah, right. Republican tourists thinking. are certainly, certainly... Oh. E- Eric, we're on the mark. You're on the mark. We've are, we were already on the mark. Now you are, too. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So when I called last week uh, after the um, vote by Senate Republicans to say we did not need a commission to look into this, Joe, I believe you said, well, we don't because we have other people looking into it. No, no, that is not what I said. I said I thought the Republicans made a mistake by not voting for it. Don't mischaracterize me. I think it should have been conducted. I said I didn't. But you also said... Well, you could I, understand because there's other people. When I asked you why you felt that they voted that way, you told you said on the air that you felt that they were voting that way because they didn't want to waste money. There was enough people looking into it. Now, that would be how you explain why you thought they voted that way. That could possibly be. I don't recall saying that, but if you say okay. I did, I'll take your word. But the simple fact <laughs> is there already is another investigation, and that was just released today or yesterday, exactly. I guess it was. So. Right. So what did that investigation tell us? It tell us that the police were unprepared. Well, they weren't. The police were fine, were, were fine and prepared. They were there. No one got into that Capitol. The Capitol was secure and everything until one thing happened. And what was that one thing? He broke through the doors, used the fire extinguisher. No, he's no, saying no, no, that no. Donald what, Trump, what, what, Donald Trump, Donald no, Trump no gave a speech. The Capitol until one thing happened. Donald was, Trump, Donald Trump gave a speech. I'm trying to give you the answer you want. And told him to well, go to the Capitol. I'm, try, I'm trying to get to the truth. Well, that's the answer <laughs> you wanted, right? You wanted to blame it on Donald Trump that he he told them to go down there and fight like hell. Peacefully. Get our country back, but then he also said, "Go there peacefully and respectfully, and let your opinion be heard." What but he said? Turn around and go like hell. You know, and he it, said, the, "Fight like the hell." The truth is, the truth is, they were well prepared. Everything was fine. 
until the standing president of the United States ignited that insurrection. Up to that point, there was no one trying to get into the Capitol. The, the Capitol Police were doing their job. Everything was secure. Nobody was at but, risk. But until President Trump said those but uh, if you look back, I heard some reporting, and I don't know exactly, I'm, not, I'm sure it wasn't Fox, supposedly the trouble started before he started speaking. Now you're saying that he and caused only, it. And the only way we're going to find this out is if we have a commission to look into it. But the reason, my belief is, the reason the Republicans have voted against this is they do not want the American people to realize what actually happened. We have a right to know. The citizens of the United States have a right to know what the facts are, what happened behind that caused that tremendous insurrection, which made us look like another third world country. I want to know, and I believe many of my fellow citizens want to know, and if the Republicans keep blocking us to try to find out what to know, I'm just going to say everyone needs to know who to vote for then come the midterm election. So what do, what do you think would a, a fair and impartial review would say? I mean, if it didn't say what you think, which is Donald Trump's responsible, you wouldn't believe it. If, they had, would, if there's a commission, if there's a fair, responsible commission, which has been proposed the equal number of Republicans and Democrats. Yes, but you're the guy who believes the Warren Commission settled down everybody's nerves and everybody was in full agreement afterwards. I'm sorry, but no, no, you're a little no, off okay, there, too. Okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's pick apples and oranges here. I believe that the Warren Commission gave out a report, and as a result of that report, America was able to go forward. Okay? So I, I was actually a year and a half old. Jackson. I was born that time. Yeah, I was a year and a half. People say, did you cry the day Kennedy was shot? I said, yes, my, wife, my diapers were wet. That's why I cried. So, but anyway, um, what, what, to get information and to, to the concern, I believe the Republicans don't want to have because they don't want to have people under subpoena, and then when they lie, they can then be convicted of contempt or convicted of lying to Congress. That's called perjury. Including, including President, bringing former President Trump in and putting him under subpoenas. They say, what happened? Well, President Trump doesn't know necessarily what happened any more than you do. He was there. He gave a speech. He, he didn't. Where I fault him is not for giving the speech because I don't think his speech could have incited anybody. There were people already there and underway with doing bad acts when he started talking. That's been fairly widely reported by all the media. But where he does deserve some blame and fault is not immediately when he learned of the extent of the problem, taking action to stop it and to send his supporters home. Finally, he did, but not, not it took a long time. It should never have taken that long. And you say, turn around and fight like hell. It he didn't say, turn around and fight like hell. He said, go down there and fight like hell for your rights. And then he came back, <laughs> then he came back and said, okay. then he came back he and said, turn around and he said, go down there. Okay, he said, so, go there so peacefully. He said, go there peacefully and respectfully and make your point. He said that too, no, but he said fight like hell. I mean, he said both like of those. He said both of those things. You you should read the coverage more accurately. He said both of those things. So which he one do you act on? Go. Yes, he said peacefully go. And and, and it, it's just coincidental that this was the day that they were going to finally certify the election. This was and this was just all coincidence, right? That this all happened all at the same time. 
Well, I don't know that it was coincidence, but I don't know that it was planned right. either. You don't know, and I don't know, which is why we need this commission so we all can... And how are we going to prove that? How are we going to prove it? Eric, one of our listeners well, sends well, a we're note. We're not going to prove it. We don't allow a commission to go forth and try to get more information. Eric, one of what our listeners... Listen, one of our Eric's, one of our listeners sends a note and says, Eric, the riot started on January 6th over a half hour before President Trump Who finished his speech. Eric only that? wants a political witch hunt into the 2020 election. That's all, or the 2022 election, I think he means. Right. So the riot, the riot was going on while the president, even before the president was done speaking. The well, they were almost... Before he yes, it was. Well, it had. It started before his speech was they started, done. No, they started Great. moving like there while he was speaking. To, to find that fact and, and give me that, because that's... That's not my understanding. Well, that timeline's outlined. Go to Washington Post. You yeah, get a few Google. reviews for free. Yeah. They have, you know, who was where when. They have a couple of timelines. Interesting. But the bottom line is the president stirred up the crowd. He is culpable, you know, X percent. Whatever, you know, everybody has a different number that they want to attribute it, say that is. But he was culpable in some way. As we're finding out that Nancy Pelosi's culpable because uh, she is in charge of all of the security down there. And, of course, obviously, the tourists got through. And the other thing that's happening is th they had a terrible system in place long before Trump got there of uh, communication where three people were basically the chief of well, police when it came to emergency unless response. Unless these people who went there were insane and incapable of determining right from wrong, they knew what they were doing was wrong. Oh, well, that's and one they of the made faults, a conscious right? decision to do something criminal and illegal. Yeah, the FBI And if Donald Trump, came to you, me, Donald Trump came to me and said, Joe, I want you to go down and uh, beat so-and-so up. Would I do it? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, because you're not a violent because I, person. Well, I, plus, the fact, I have a responsibility. I have my own, my own internal mechanisms, my own internal uh, sense of what's right and wrong. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't care how many times he said to me, go hit somebody or cause a problem. I still have the right to make that determination for myself whether or not I will violate the law or whether or not I will put someone else in harm's way. Whether you've been encouraged by someone or not. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Well, obviously, you're I mean, not You tell me I should carry a gun. I don't. I, I haven't go, paid I attention to you. Uh, 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 that's a false statement. You said everybody should carry. Everybody I'm should I'm everybody. Carry. It's a cockamamie idea. Come on, let's get move on. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Did you read this on the air yet? No. Okay, uh, one of our writers uh, says, It's a brisk 20-minute walk from where the president gave the speech to the Capitol. With the crowd that day, there was no way people walked there within that timeline. All right, and down here. All right, Eric, the Democrats consistently uh, use fight in their speeches. That's why there's been a year of riots all across the country. So, uh, so now... What? So See, now what? We're I wish you would stop highlighting that. It's easier for me to read I it in black and white. It. Yes, you did. So now what? Never did. But Ow. you know the Democrats are always saying we're going to fight for you. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We've we've rehashed all this. <laughs> Let's fight. We're going to fight with Al. Al. Al, we're going to fight like heck. Go down and be a tourist and try to kill someone, will you, please? I, I stayed home that day. Oh, good for yeah, good for you. You told us about that. Yeah. That's a great story. I, yeah, I, I stayed home. But uh, I heard on Max uh, News last night, uh, Newsmax, that we have had a uh, high-ranking Chinese defector in our custody for three months. And he uh, particularly, I think it's the MIC, the Military Intelligence Corps, he requested to go there to give his information of the plans that the Chinese have for us. Because he said that all a lot of other places like the FBI, CIA, NIA were already infiltrated by his uh, his country Chinese men um, spies, and uh, he he's been given the information on uh, Wuhan, where they were working on biological warfare. Also, they uh, infiltrated all these other places and are seeding you know, the false pretenses. But he's been in their custody for three months, and he's giving all kind of reports on that. Okay. All right, and of course, Joe Biden's not talking well, about that. This has not exactly been widely reported. Uh, you know, there are no, some people who are going to say that... The first time I ever heard about it was last night on Newsmax. And do you believe and they're accurate? Three months, and he's with Trump holdovers and in how, that organization. And how did this come about? Who reported this? Who was the whistleblower? Uh, it, was reported on, it was reported on Newsmax. No, I, you said that. I want to know what the source of their story was, how they developed this I, information. Who, to, who told them the about MIA, this Chinese guy? The MIC. The somebody, somebody on the inside the told them, obviously. Intelligence Corps of the Army. Military Intelligence Corps in the Army. Okay, so that's who leaked that information. Okay, well, Newsmax's reputation is is pretty bleak, but uh, there could be an element of truth to this. It makes sense. And I, I don't think anybody has dismissed as outright impossible the fact that China was doing germ warfare research. They also claim that they were Well, they doing know they were. That's what the Wuhan lab's all about. No, that's... It's about viral research. Right, That's but not for warfare, and for vac- vaccines. What's and that? Fauci help fund it. So that's why he's, he's running scared. In what way does Dr. Fauci help fund the Wuhan Viral Institute? NA, NAH money went into some of the research projects. But National Institute of Health. Well, let me. He went, around the back, he went around the back of Obama 
to do this. Oh my gosh, Al, you got it bad. (laughs) Give me. No, he really did. I understand this, right? I hear you. I'm I'm not doubting that. Tell us how this happened, precisely what he did, where the money was funded, and and how. I don't know all the facts. I know the story. Right. The key word. I I don't know. That's the key word. Thank you. But you you believe the story that was reported on Newsmax and nowhere else. Well, we know some U.S. dollars ended up in the Wuhan Institute because of grants and funding and research that they were doing that they made public so we could buy some of that so we know that happened. It is not true to say that Dr. Fauci went behind President Obama's back and gave them money without permission. That would be false. No, that would be false. Right, okay. Yeah, keep looking. You're going to have to take that CNN filter out and put in the Newsmax (laughs) filter. That's right. All right, we'll give you the last word. I'll go right ahead. That, that was not an insurrection. An insurrection would be more planned than that, and they would have blocked all the streets so that the troops couldn't get in. There would have been like three waves, and the old guys would have went first as cannon fodder, and then we would have had another wave, and then another wave, right? until the mission was complete. So, so it was not an insurrection, and it was not a tourist a track, a tour, a normal tourist tour, you'll admit that, correct? No, it was, it was, a, it was a theater. Theater, okay. Theater. From Nancy Pelosi's gang where uh, they wanted to make everything look bad because she just left it all go. (laughs) All the information go. All the... Go all on the, with the plan, the show must go on. All the riot was merely theater, and all the dead people merely actors. All no, right, we got only one dead person as a result of that day. Right. There's only one dead lady. All right. The facts. Right. No argument there. Yeah, all right. You got to get Newsmax on your brain here. Right. There's no death That's toll right. because of the tourists. They're, the They're growing faster than any of them. They're number four right now. All right, we got you. All right, thank you so much, Al. Really appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Than, thank you for waiting. <laughs> Thanks for staying a listener to this stuff. It must be hard. I'll, I'll tell you what. The, what I was just listening to makes me so sad because through the years I work in the radio business, often in the news, I know the rules. I know that people still follow the rules. Newsmax is not a source for news, and your poor listener got all caught up in their imagination, and that just makes me sad. And, you know, I know both of you guys pick on news organizations all the time, but you do realize that the news is pretty accurate. However, my call was not for that. It was for the fact I hear you guys blaming Nancy Pelosi and every Democrat who ever lived who uh, for what happened on the 6th or the, let's say, the uh, security for what happened on the 6th. And I want to remind you who was in charge at that time. It wasn't Nancy Pelosi. It wasn't any of the Democrats. It was the poltroon in the White House who was uh, on duty when all of this happened. You wish to correct him or me? Um, Nancy Pelosi is responsible for the Capitol Police. Yes, she is. But who's responsible for Nancy Pelosi? Not the president. Certainly not the president. The Speaker of the House is an independent uh, organization. The House is separate from the executive branch. You know that. Wait a minute. I don't need one of your silly 
history lesson. That's not silly. I mean, there, we have separation of powers in this country. We have the judiciary, the legislative, and the executive. The executive is the president. The legislative would be Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I'm going to go back and say, as Eric did, the fact that, and Joe, I'm so proud of you, that you think we ought to take a look at something uh, that is as dangerous as January 6th. And I think that your party, I have no idea what your party is, actually. I listened on Friday, and I don't think you and Ben think your party is the same party. Well, if you heard heard me on Friday, you're hearing things. I wasn't here. No, I said I heard Ben on Friday. You have a little oh. trouble with your ears there. Well, no, your phone's breaking up. So oh, it is not. <laughs> Joe's funnel. You need a better right. phone. <laughs> what? You should start making those noises. <laughs> I can't hear you anymore. But anyway, I just wanted to remind you that in the long run, you blame the president, and the president always, the buck stops there. And don't forget who is in charge. Well, Than, I'd say Nancy Pelosi's partially, uh, or should at least be investigated, because she is I in charge agree. of it. Pardon? I absolutely agree. The investigation should happen. The fact that the Republicans, not the one that's sitting beside you there, but the Republicans feel that oh, it was a tourist attack. It was whatever the silly stuff they make up. It's interesting to see those dumb speeches when you also get the video of what was happening in that building. Anyway, I just uh, hope we do get an investigation, a real one. I hope Republicans finally get their stuff together uh, because we need that second party and we don't have that now. All right. Thank you so hey, much, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, appreciate the call. <laughs> You're breaking up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, read those texts, and then we'll hit the break. Okay. Than. Uh, Than is all caught up on the CNN and MSNBC lies. Very amusing, but very sad. And, Mark, you say Newsmax reports are suspect, yet you seem to believe CNN and MSNBC, the networks that um, have been lying to America for over four years. No, read. none of them have any credibility. They're really? All bad. <laughs> the guy says? Okay. <laughs> They're all bad. They're all bad. Then uh, the final one says, the only person that died at the riot was a protester shot by a cop. You think uh, a cop whose name has not been released yet. The other deaths were caused by... Health issues. Health issues, okay. Stand by, Joe. We'll take a quickie break. Uh, Joe McGrenhan and Joe the Caller. Stand by. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer. Today's show should be no exception, correct? Subpar? Subpar, yes. Thank you. All right. Except means... subpar in golf is, is good. Better than average. That's I me. I think you're above par, actually. <laughs> above? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a bogey. <laughs> you're a triple All right. bogey. All right, triple bogey. Uh, Rob Center's our fabulous producer. He's been answering the phone like crazy, so we appreciate that. Joe McGranahan is the co-host. This is On the Mark. If you missed the show or you want to go back and listen to it, uh, immediately afterward, we typically put it on the WKOK podcast page. Lower right-hand corner, Joe. says, neither Biden nor anyone on his staff could remember to make 
make a comment on Sunday, the anniversary of D-Day, to thank those who gave their all to end the awful Nazi rule in Europe. Now, signed by Dave on the Hill. Another one. And it's also a brisk 20-minute walk from where the president gave the speech and the Capitol. Oh, we read that. That's uh, from, Oh, did we? Yeah, yes, we did. Well, then why didn't you delete it? Well, because you were messing around with the phones. <sighs> Joe from Sunbury, go right ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I want to thank Al for his um, call, and uh, I, I didn't hear that, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, his call a couple weeks ago, too. Uh, but I, I just want to comment on Mark uh, a while back <laughs> that we were told to uh, summarize articles, and it seemed as though once Al said something in summary, you wanted details from him that doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm glad you had the discussion, and Al God is out there. But uh, the the call he had a couple of weeks ago, I did like a little bit better. Was there wasn't enough bashing of President Dilbeck. So that, that's all I gotta say. Nothing really going President, on other than an observation. President right. Dilbeck. We, yep, we got gotcha. you. President Dilbeck. Dilbeck. I thought he said. I thought he Dilbeck. said Dilbeck. Oh. Dilbeck. Dilbeck. President Dilbeck. I don't know. Okay. Nonsensical. President uh, of what? The, the U.S., obviously. <laughs> President, oh, is this some sort of a name for Joe it's, Biden? It's like an eighth grade thing, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I guess I missed the reference. Sorry. I'm a little thick this morning. <laughs> well, you got to go back to middle school. <laughs> All right. Lower right-hand corner, then another call. All right. Morning, guys. Since the question is on diversity, and this was going back to our friend story at the top oh, okay. of the last hour, right. may I ask how diverse is your radio station, your reporters? How diverse is your church? How diverse is your circle of friends? That's what I said to Mark. You have an obligation to every day to speak to people who are not like you. Well, first of all, explain the process that we go through before hiring somebody, then oh, casting a, the wide net. We have to cast a wide net, and we have to assure the FCC, they don't care how many people we hire, they care how many people we interview, and how and whether or not those people are qualified. It's a, it's a long, drawn-out process, but nobody in this business can discriminate easily. I mean, if you, if you wanted to do it, it would be darn difficult. So we search high and low for individuals. We have had a few black individuals who have worked for the radio station, uh, and there is one who's currently on the payroll. As for our reporters, I don't think we have any black or LGBTQ reporters that I know of, but that's private, or the LGBTQ Well, part you is. would know of them, wouldn't you? If they were black, <laughs> yes, i got to qualify that. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, don't know the personal lives of our reporters at the moment. How Nor diverse should we ask? Is well, but can you imagine? Church? We're not allowed to ask questions like that. Suppose you wanted to hire an LGBTQ person. You can't say, excuse me, are you lesbian, gay, queer, or any of these things? You can't ask that question. Our church, where Joe and I don't belong to the same church, but both of our churches are 190% completely open to absolutely positively anybody who wishes to go. Joe even goes to the one true church, so that helps him get to heaven. And the the pastors of the one true church, as you call it, in both Sunbury and in Sealands Grove are people of color. Uh, excellent point. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're enjoying a nearly open phones day. Tom's been waiting patiently through this particular email, and uh, you have the floor, sir. Go right ahead. Yeah, the guy that's actually uh, that was actually in charge of the security of the uh, Capitol was the uh, sergeant at arms, and he resigned. Okay. So I don't know how, where you get this Nancy Pelosi stuff. The sergeant at arms. Oh, on paper. Responsible for the, is responsible for the security of the Capitol, not Nancy Pelosi. Tam, Tom, Nancy Pelosi. And the guy retired, and the guy, the guy resigned, and a lot of other people resigned. 
Tom, Nancy Pelosi is in charge of any and all and every activity within the U.S. Capitol, whether it's police or budgeting or funding or staffing or locks or security or communication. She's ultimately in charge. That's one of the things, just like Tip O'Neill was in charge of all that, just like any other Speaker of the House was in charge of all that. You may deny it. That's the way the uh, U.S. government set it up, that she's in charge. Now, she may have done absolutely positively nothing wrong over the years. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you're going to do an investigation, you have to start at the top of these agencies. You know, what, if anything, did President Trump do or not do that could have helped or, you know, hurt? What, if anything, could President Trump done or not done that could have helped or hurt the idea of the insurrection? So it, it's Nancy has a role in this. You may not know it, but it's true. Go ahead. Well, you're 100% wrong. Okay, thank you. Moving the sergeant on. Sergeant at arms was responsible for the security of the Capitol building, and he resigned. Who does he work for? It. To whom did he submit his resignation? He resigned re- over it. To whom did he submit his resignation? What was the name in the upper left-hand corner? I Miss, don't know, well, but, but so what? Mrs. Nancy Pelosi, I hereby resign. Chain, if you want to keep going up the chain, then the president was responsible for it. Well, well here's... I mean, here's you, you can just keep going up the chain. This is, this is House Rules from the House Rules Manual 44. By law, the sergeant-at-arms reports to the House Committee on Oversight and Reform on the duties and responsibilities of each employee under the jurisdiction of the sergeant-at-arms. So the fact that it reports to a House committee makes the House Speaker de facto in charge. That's right from the House well, rules. I know. You're just passing the buck. And, I, and I'm reading thing, the House rules to you. This, you're saying it's blaming. You know who the people are that blame that did this? The people that all went down to Washington, D.C. and busted through the barriers and busted the windows out of the Capitol building and all that thing there. They're the people that are responsible and the president that let it happen. Those are the people that are responsible. You don't blame the cops. You don't blame the cops because somebody, if somebody came over and busted into WKOK and and busted all your equipment up, are you going to blame the cops? <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. You're blaming you're blaming the police for these idiots that that, that went to Washington D.C. to cause this trouble, and, and there's like 600 of them arrested already. Those are the people that are responsible. Not Nancy Pelosi. Come on, they're just tourists. You know that. Uh, you know, yeah, I know they're just tourists walking through. But this stuff's ridiculous. You know, you guys will not accept. The Republicans will not accept that their people, their people went down there and busted into the Capitol building and destroyed the thing. They crapped all over the walls and everything else. All right, we got and, you. And, 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 and broke into people's offices and stole their equipment. What? And you want to blame this on the cops? It's the cops' fault? I don't think so. You're, you're blaming the wrong people. Are you done yet? <laughs> and and this, this, this owl that called up just a little bit ago, I mean, I don't know. He must be, wa- he must be watching too much of uh, the Twilight Zone or something. I don't know where he's, he's way out there. All right, we got the you, stuff Tom. He says it's just way out there. Do 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 do. I mean, it's really some of these phone calls you get. For, I I I think half of the people that are calling this show, I don't doubt it, aren't members of QAnon. 
Do you suppose there's there's some people I, out I there? I don't doubt it. I mean, you got some crazy people calling this. Do, do you suppose <laughs> that out there there might be a few people who believe that's your description? <laughs> Have one of our listeners just texted us and said, "Please, Tom, go to the nearest mirror if you want to hear." Yeah, that. because I know what's going on. You guys. This is a far-right show. There's no question about it because you got Joe on there, and then you get you get guys like Stan Zellers and you get uh, Ben Reichley, and these these are far-right people. Very very rarely do you get a guy on there like like uh, what's his name, Steve, that that's going to have a fair <laughs> program. It's going to speak up for the other side. This is a far-right program. So Mark's far-right. People say these nonsensical things. And then you got a nut like that that calls up and says, I'm nuts. Well, you guys, I mean, trying to blame, trying to blame the insurrection on the police and Nancy Pelosi is absolute ludicrous. Even it though is. Nancy Pelosi bears the responsibility, I just read you this Capitol, the, the law. <laughs> and, the pe- and the people that broke into the Capitol building and, and, and knocked over the barriers and mowed the police down, to get in there. They're not responsible. They're responsible for their actions, but they're not responsible for the lack of preparation, which would be right at Nancy Pelosi's doorstep. Oh, uh, now you want to pass the buck. That's, you see, that's your defense. Pass the buck. No Democrat ever did anything wrong. I know, Tom. No Democrat ever did anything wrong. They are all the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> they are all wonderful. Well, Republicans you, are well, bad. I hope the people break into your house. I hope people break into your oh, house come and on wreck now. everything and steal everything in your place, and, and, and you can blame the cops. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> and you blame the cops for it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And enjoy your time in the Twilight Zone, Tom. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got two open lines. Thank you. Uh, we do see that message. I, d- I just realized that now, Rob. Thank you for that. Got to take a quickie break, and I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company because I went to sunburymotors.com, checked out the brand-new 2021 Bronco Sport Badlands. Then Kyle brought up here one for us to look at. Two-liter, four-cylinder engine, about 30 miles to the gallon, has goat modes. These are particular goat modes that describe the animal, the goat, and how it can climb almost anywhere. They have a slippery mode if you're on some icy conditions, or normal mode, that's just going down the highway, mud sand, sport, that's what Joe would keep it, because that's if you want to p- exceed the posted legal speed limit, and then you can blame the cops for getting a ticket. And they have econo, or eco mode, that's one of the goat modes, so no matter where you're going with your brand new Bronco, uh, this place can go. It has a power moon roof, reverse sensing system, so you never back into anything again as long as you live. Ten speaker banging Olufsen sound system, it just sounds great if you listen to that. WKOK sounded wonderful. Uh, has a remote start, so you can start it from the key or from your phone, however you want to do that, and has the, that's the Ford Pass that allows you to unlock the doors, do anything you want with your vehicle uh, from your phone. So check it out. Uh, we had one up here. I think the price tag was about 35000 bucks or so. I don't have that in front of me, but I'll tell you what, just a super, super great uh, vehicle, SUV, 26 miles a gallon. It's rated on the highway, but you can get it above 30 with no trouble at all. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We got Actually, we got our fill of callers for the rest of the day. Uh, one more text and then the break. Go ahead, uh, Joe, up there. I'll unhighlight right. it. Tom, Nancy had to give permission to get help from the National Guard, and she refused those requests. There you go. All right, so there's Nancy's culpability. Tom has... What kind oh, of you're passing the buck. You're passing the buck. CNN funnels or something. Oh, he's worse than that. His funnels are so embedded, they're MSNBC all the way. Okay, right. Thank you. 
<laughs> but we're all crazy over here. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, right, recap what we're talking about. One of about our callers first. who's also on the line for another minute, which he may or may not get depending on how fast we go here. But Newsmax has not been the only source reporting these stories. Try OAN, American Thinker, Gateway Pundit, Canadian Free Press, Breitbart, or Town Hall, all conservative sites. Oh, good to know. Great. Thank you, sir. Or, or ma'am, whichever. And this one, please. Says, good morning, Mark. This one a couple yeah, this times. is nice. I'm going to read this seven times. Good morning, Mark and Joe. I just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to you in the morning. I love listening to all the callers. Many are very entertaining and have have me giggling. Just keep up the good work. Signed by Glenda. And Chris, you're on the mark. Yeah, you have a lot of diverse opinion on this show, <laughs> and you have a lot of diverting opinions on this show. <laughs> Joe is diverter-in-chief sometimes. My mind is but, made up. Don't confuse me with the facts, right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we, I went around with Joe on this before about how her responsibility is parallel to the president's responsibility in some things that are things that never really quite reach his desk, actually. And he didn't like that. But to continue on, uh, I don't think any Speaker of the House spends much time on, on the defense of the House. Uh, at most, they uh, forward important information on to people who it would matter, who are more directly involved. And if she didn't do that, then I suppose there's some uh, blame to be put there. Well, that was the old but way. The new case, way will be to pay attention. Investigated, just like the Trump things should be investigated. Like Roger Stone was hanging out with one of the groups that was doing it. And Roger Stone's a close ally of the president. And several close allies of the president had been in charge, in contact with these groups who caused the trouble. And you wonder what's going on there. And that should be investigated. And there's a lot that needs to be investigated like that. But not Nancy Pelosi, of course. Because I didn't know. I said <laughs> she should be investigated for whether she forwarded proper information to the proper people. Well, there, there's also, the issue about uh, whether or not Mike she turned Flynn's down the request. There's the, the issue. In charge. There's uh, the issue of whether or not, she, and apparently this was widely reported, that she turned down the request to call in the National Guard when she was asked to do it. When was that? 
supposedly uh, at the start of this. 2.38 p.m. I'm oh, making okay. that up, but I'm about that uh, yeah, time. Yeah, I think it was earlier in the day. I think it was the day the day before, actually, but we, you can check that out. But whenever but anyway, it was. That should be investigated, too. Okay, fair and enough. And the fact that Michael Flynn's brother was put in charge of requests for support for the uh, calling in the National Guard, and it, everything got delayed. And the fact that the president uh, thought it was a good thing and refused to do anything about it while it was happening, that should be investigated. But especially these contacts of the president who were working with these groups and who was organizing, and the group that was organizing the demonstration, which was a Trump rally group. Okay, so... All uh, that should be investigated. And in, w in what respect should it be investigated? Should it be a bipartisan commission? Should it be a, it should a be panel a of experts? commission if the other... And the other parties should be agreeing in this case, but they aren't, as you, as has been well pointed out. So it might not be a bipartisan investigation, but it should be a fair investigation, no matter who does it. Well, we it agree on that. all those issues. But I think bipartisan is the only way to go. We hear a lot well, of talk about it. Bipartisan isn't the way to go if one party is absolutely refusing because they don't want to know. Well, then it wouldn't be bipartisan if one party refuses. Ideally, That's what I said. It should be fair. No, I'm it saying it should be, be bipartisan. It should be bipartisan, and I think the Republicans should participate. It, That's yes, my point. But the, the Republicans don't agree with you, Joe. That's the point. Well, tough. You know, I can't, I can't speak for every Republican. You can't speak for right, every Democrat. Right. And you don't. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. My opinion is the Republicans should have voted right, for I'm giving you the facts that it should be a fair investigation. And you think the Democrats are capable of doing a completely yes, fair, non-political investigation? I think the Republicans are uh, capable of a fair investigation. Doesn't mean they were in past, but they they can be. Okay, so we're saying by history the Republicans have been unfair, but the Democrats have been fair. I got gotcha. you. Uh, if you want to put it that way, that actually has a lot of truth to it. <laughs> But uh, but if one party is absolutely refusing for no good reason, even after they negotiated to get something they wanted, tell me they was still the refused. was the chat and why did they refuse? Because Trump told them to. Was the Russian probe was that fair? Democrats ran that. The Russian probe into President Trump's alleged ties that never proved a thing. Was that fair? Oh, it, 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 it proved a lot of things, Joe. No, it didn't. didn't prove a thing. Well, Chris. Uh, it proved he was mentally, it was using foreign policy to try to get uh, something he could use on, on, uh, on Biden, and he didn't even care whether it was true or not. He just wanted them to announce an investigation. Thank you, so Chris. That it would look bad for Biden. Right. It's going to look bad for Biden. We got it. All right. Al, you get uh, 10 seconds. One, two, three, four. Al, you get 10 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to call up and say that uh, I forgive Bob, and I've been praying for him. So. I'm sorry, you're I'm all broken crazy, up. I got you. Broke it up. I forgive Tom, and I've been praying for him. Oh, okay. The caller <laughs> who disagreed with him. That is the way to be. All right. I think thank we all you. could use some prayer. This is WDK. Okay, Sunbury. <laughs>